You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Sharon Medalis, dietitian and co-author of Truck Drivers, Stop Your Job From Killing You. Long-haul truckers spend days, weeks, and sometimes months on the road in their home-away-from-home rigs. That lifestyle doesn't necessarily lend itself to a balanced mix of healthy nutrition and exercise. However, registered dietitian Sharon Medalis, along with co-author April Rudat, may have a few tips and tricks to share from their new book, Truck Drivers, Stop Your Job From Killing You. On the phone with me today is Sharon Medalis, co-author of the book, Truck Drivers, Stop Your Job From Killing You. Sharon, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me today, Jeff. The book is uh, very interesting to us, obviously, because truck drivers are one of the backbones of the logistics industry. Can you give us a little bit of information on who you are, what you do, and how you got involved in this subject in the first place? Sure. I'm a registered dietitian with the Geisinger Health System, which is located in Pennsylvania. I've been providing medical nutrition therapy for over 25 years. My clients include those with weight problems, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, just to name a few conditions. And I also manage an internship. In fact, my co-author, April Rudat, was actually one of my former interns. So as to how we came about uh, uh, deciding to write this book, I learned from my uh, many years of education and from Penn State and my internship at Geisinger that I was certainly well prepared to be a registered dietitian, but I found out very quickly early in my career that I could do a better job counseling my patients if I gained an understanding of their obstacles, such as their jobs, uh, to making lifestyle changes. And I really need to credit uh, a truck driver with the uh, person who really helped me realize this. Again, I was early on in my career working on the heart floor at Geisinger, and a physician put in a referral for me to counsel a truck driver who had had a heart attack, and he needed to be um, educated on a heart-healthy diet. Now, this goes back a number of years, um, but one of the things I was talking to him about was choosing better restaurants. And could he choose a restaurant that maybe offered more variety on the menu? And uh, so he wasn't picking all fried foods. And the guy said back to me pretty gruffly, lady, where am I going to park my rig? And it certainly was an aha moment for me, realizing, oh, my gosh, if I want to, again, really help patients, including truck drivers, I need to have a better understanding of what they go through. So April had successfully written her own book on another subject, and so I asked her if she'd like to collaborate with me. Uh, The idea was to come up with a catchy title, that was focused on particular careers where certainly the nature of the job maybe made it hard to change the lifestyle of the person. So it wasn't, it wasn't a matter of giving up the job. It's, okay, how can we do better with our diet and exercise by perhaps making a few changes? And when we talked about which career or or which profession we wanted to start with, we definitely decided to start with truck drivers because that that particular truck driver made an impression on me many years ago. So that's that's how the uh, whole topic or, or project evolved. Now, speaking of those restaurants, obviously that truck driver 
was trying to convey that he had limited options for eating. So it's either that or those truck stops. Have you personally visited any of those truck stops to see what kind of food actually is available to these guys? Absolutely. April and I don't live near each other. So early on when we were working on the book, we would have periodic face-to-face meetings and we always pick truck stops so that we could pick up menus and order ourselves, take a look at what was offered. And again, I, I feel like compared to years ago when I first started counseling, there have been improvements made, uh, including healthier choices. Many of the stops now, even, even some of the smaller places that would, can still accommodate the rigs, have some good prepackaged items that include fruits and vegetables. I'd have to say probably still the worst choices available at many restaurants is anything fried. When you take any food, and fry it in any way, in any type of fat, that really increases the fat content and therefore the calorie content. So if I had to pick probably the worst choice, I would say anything fried. Luckily, again, I've been seeing many restaurants improve in the truck stops that are not just fried foods. Probably another tough one, though, for truckers are those all-you-can-eat types of buffets. They're a hazard. Uh, even if they have healthy items on them, we learned that a lot of the truck drivers sometimes may put off eating, and so by the time they finish uh, their, their job for the day or night and they stop in at one of these places, they're really suffering from extreme hunger. And therefore, no matter how healthy the items are on the buffet, uh, the person usually ends up piling on too much food and going back for second and third. So those those types of places can also be a hazard, uh, especially for truck drivers who don't get in regular meals and snacks. Right. Now, also, truck drivers are largely a male-dominated profession, but there are female truck drivers out there. Are males and females generally eating the same food, or are they facing different health risks, or is it pretty much the same across the board? A good question. We do see similar health risks uh, with both uh, male and female, and some of that is related to when the weight continues to climb, where somebody was normal weight, now they're overweight, or maybe starting to uh, move into what's called the obesity uh, level, and we see increases in blood sugar problems and blood pressure risk of heart disease goes up and things like that. So definitely we can see that in both men and women. And the women would face the same challenges also uh, with their uh, trucking and having to maybe be forced to eat on the road uh, at restaurants and and certainly may have uh, the same challenges. What about owner-operators versus company drivers, guys and girls that have their own rigs versus people that are coming in to pick up a company truck and and take it on the road. Is there a difference between them in terms of health risks? Uh, Yes, we do see that. Obviously, if uh, somebody can, as much as possible, prepare their own food, so store it in a certain way that it's safe, meaning may need refrigeration, and perhaps have the ability to cook their own food while on the road, uh, whether or not it's uh, use of um, a microwave, uh, some type of uh, portable grill or something like that, those people often can do better in that when we control our food, meaning, you know, purchase it ourselves, 
prepared ourselves, you usually can control um, everything better so that you can in, improve what you're eating. Uh, so therefore, those that have that option where they can refrigerate foods um, versus just carrying perhaps some dry goods or those that have to rely on the restaurants, you know, they're going to they're gonna find it a little bit tougher. Again, they can learn uh, how to do better and what to carry. In fact, in our book, we include a chapter on what to pack in your rig, and we also have a whole chapter devoted to restaurant choices. So, again, it's going back to that whole concept of, wow, there's certain things in your job making it really hard for you to make these lifestyle changes. Okay, but here are some of the workarounds. So here's some things you could pack in your rig that are healthier. You know, here are some better restaurant choices that you could make. So that way the person, no matter what their situation, whether they work for a company or they're an independent owner, could have options as to how to work around some of these obstacles. Speaking of those companies, there is another side to this equation. Do you think the carriers help promote a healthier lifestyle for truckers? I was pleasantly surprised with this whole venture that um, I was learning that many of the uh, trucking companies include wellness programs for their employees, and some of those actually include some health coaches, which I think then the employees really should try to take advantage of those. Um, I also uh, was pleasantly surprised, again, that it seems like restaurants where many of the truckers were stopping were trying to offer some healthier choices. Some of the truck stops are even uh, accommodating with small gyms where truckers could work out while on the road and also socialize because that's important as a trucker. Unfortunately, with nutrition, I'd like to continue to see some improvements made there as to what information is available to truck drivers. With nutrition, there is a lot of misinformation out there, so I would love to see companies continue to look at ways, uh, and perhaps it's through in their insurances uh, that are that, that's carried for the employees, but insurances that would uh, be amenable to covering uh, services that are offered by a registered dietitian. Also, we, we even just with where I work, see some uh, redu- reductions in healthcare premiums if an employee participates in the organization's wellness program, and that's a real perk. Uh, and also, that might include giving discounts for uh, for fitness center memberships. So certainly, I think um, going forward, hoping that companies will continue to look at incentives that could be used to help foster that desire to make changes in lifestyle that are necessary, but helping the employees and making it a little bit easier for them. It seems like there are a lot of options out there to help the trucker be a little bit healthier, but drivers are notoriously independent. Do you think that regulations, government regulations specifically, to keep truckers healthier would be effective, or do you think it would discourage truckers from entering the industry at all? Boy, that's a good question and um, a little tough to answer. I'm aware that uh, certainly um, the regulations require physicals and looking at blood sugars and blood pressure, and um, I think those are important guidelines that should be continued, uh, especially since the worsening of, for example, blood sugars and blood pressure really could lead to... um, Uh, more major problems down the road. 
certainly looking at weight along the way would would be um, highly recommended, and it's not that any of us in healthcare are, you know, encouraging people to be underweight or extremely thin. But what happens is that once someone is categorized as overweight, if we can get them to stabilize, maybe lose a little bit of weight, great. But if they struggle with weight loss, if we can get them to stabilize and prevent them from moving into the next level, which is obesity, uh, that would be preferable because we often can see once patients um, move into these to the obesity guidelines, that's where it can be even harder and harder to manage blood sugars and manage blood pressure. Physicians may have to keep adding medication to try to get the improvements made. So uh, certainly looking at weight and, again, preventing the um, increases in weight that, that's going to happen anyways as we all age. And, again, trying to get that weight to stabilize, to maintain the health, um, you know, certainly a little bit of weight loss can, can go a long way also, but uh, definitely want to continue looking at uh, the weight of the person too. Now, a lot of this is obviously easier said than done. We're all human. It's tough, right? But what's one easy thing that truckers could do that would put them on the road to a healthier lifestyle? Try, try not to get so overwhelmed and start doing something, and perhaps that may sound a little vague, but let me, let me give you some examples. We see so many positive things happen in people's health if they just start doing something, um, anything to improve their lifestyle, especially when it comes to weight. Small weight losses really go a long way in just making improvements in blood sugars, in blood pressure, and definitely in how someone feels physically. Uh, so that's a good place to start, not looking at, oh, my gosh, I've got to lose 50 pounds. Oh, my gosh, I've got to exercise every day. I can't do that. Just setting small goals, and I often encourage my patients to pick two two goals. One may be nutrition-related, one activity-related, and work on those for a while. Once those become second nature or a regular habit, looking then to see where maybe you can set some other goals. So, for example, if somebody doesn't eat any fruits or vegetables at all, just setting one simple goal of eating one fruit and or vegetable a day could be the nutrition goal. And then the other one, perhaps activity. Yes, it can be overwhelming to figure out as a trucker how to fit activity in, but just even setting a very small goal of just starting to walk 10 minutes a day, and that's it. So setting those really small goals, working on just maybe two things, and again, once you feel like that's now all second nature for you, look to say, okay, what could I do next with my eating habits? What could I do next with my exercise habits? Again, we often see people making just these small changes. They'll start to get these small weight losses, and then again, like I said, those small small changes really can do a remarkable thing for our health. All right, so let's imagine then, you are not a dietitian, you're a trucker, and you're about to start a long cross-country haul. What food do you have packed in your rig? Great question, and um, while I don't have a rig, my husband and I love to travel, and I always try to make sure I've got at least something packed in the car, so 
I would certainly um, hope to have in my rig just some form of refrigeration. Certainly, there's many uh, items that don't need refrigeration. I'll, I'll mention those, too. But even if you could just do something with refrigeration or a good cooler so you can maintain foods at the appropriate temperature so the food is safe. But some great examples would be things like lower-fat cheese. And there are some good-tasting ones on the market, in particular string cheese, kind of a mild cheese, but that, that certainly holds well and tastes good. The milk, other dairy products, even uh, if someone is a milk drinker, uh, a lower-fat milk. Yogurt, very portable, and certainly the Greek yogurt has a good protein content if someone wants a little more protein in their diet. If uh, I didn't want to be trying to eat while I drove, uh, even just to have some of those drinkable yogurts. Now, I would be careful not to pick one that has a very high sugar content. Um, but certainly there are some out there that are a little bit healthier. Uh, something like hard-boiled eggs, again, would be a great protein source that, that could be refrigerated. And all types of fruits and vegetables, just what comes to mind is apples and grapes, very portable. Um, certainly you could eat them at room temperature, but if someone likes those chilled, I'd include those in my cooler or refrigerator. Baby carrots or other raw veggies already cut up, and again, if you have the cooler in the vehicle or the um, refrigerator in the truck, uh, when in season, take advantage of those farmer market stands that we sometimes will see at some of the major rest stops on some of the interstate. Those would be a great place to restock on some of those items. For things that don't need refrigeration, focusing on whole grains like whole wheat bread or tortillas, small bagels. And top those with peanut butter. Peanut butter is a great protein source, travels well. Dry cereals, uh, granola bars or protein bars. Now, again, here's a food we have to be careful with uh, added sugars. Often I may encourage picking one that maybe is under 150 calories. Uh, whole grain crackers such as Triscuits, graham crackers, uh, lightly buttered popcorn, bananas, wouldn't necessarily need refrigeration. Those portable little canned fruits, dried fruits, nuts, jerky. Uh, you can get different types of jerky. Unfortunately, some of them are loaded with either fat and or sodium. Um, but I know there's some newer ones on the market that have been purposely being marketed to have less sodium in them and a little less fat. So those would be great. You want to stay hydrated as a truck driver, and that's that's a tough one. Uh, even when I'm traveling in the car long distance, sometimes there's the tendency to try to curb the liquids. But unfortunately, becoming dehydrated can really lend itself to feeling sleepy. So I would certainly look to keep packed in my rig some forms of uh, fluids, especially just plain old uh, water in some form, bottled water. Certainly, I would probably look to eat out periodically. Certainly, the socialization um, aspect is nice for truck drivers uh, when eating out. But I would also look to have in my rig some capability of uh, accessing some um, electric sources so that I maybe could even just do something simply like microwaving. There are a lot of frozen dinners on the market, and I'm happy to hear that lately I've been reading that many of the companies that have been out for years, are working towards making those even healthier, meaning less sodium, more vegetables added. In fact, I was reading that Stauffer's 
is starting to come out with a line called uh, Fit Kitchen. And so I'm going to probably in the next month really look at some of those a little um, uh, more in the supermarket so that I can make those recommendations. That way, if somebody doesn't have the time or the cooking skills, at least could maybe um, have a uh, frozen dinner on hand that they can just microwave and, and, and have a good meal. Do you have like a checklist or a menu or, or something that's available to some of our listeners that might want to grab this information for themselves on the go? Where can they get more information about the book and about all of these tips? We have actually on our website, stopyourjobfromkillingyou.com, uh, there's information about ordering our book. It's also just available on Amazon. But we purposely designed, and it's in the book, what we, but we purposely put it on the website so anyone can download it. It's just a Word document, and it's what we call the truck driver's grocery list. And it's actually designed kind of, as you described, like a little checklist whereby the person can just print multiple copies if you want, and then when on the road um, or if they're planning out their week and they want to make sure they have items to pack in the rig, they can just download and print off this grocery list multiple times and even just use it as the grocery list as they're shopping and check things off that they want to get. And again, that's just available on our website. Great. What is next then for the Stop Your Job From Killing You series? Well, we, uh, of course, we picked our truck drivers first uh, based on our experiences with what profession really struggles with making lifestyle changes. Uh, we have uh, made a list of other professions, just even within healthcare. Uh, we've identified, in particular, nurses who really have, um, they're in this profession, they're constantly giving and giving and trying to help others, and certainly they have good health knowledge, but sometimes they really just struggle through maybe shifts they're working or just through all the care they're trying to provide. They can focus on others, but maybe then have a hard time trying to focus on making improvements in their own lifestyle. So uh, because April and I have uh, a lot of experience in the healthcare industry, that was actually a group we are looking at next that we'd like to target. Um, however, we have enjoyed so much working uh, with truck drivers that we will probably continue focusing on our book and our ventures with ways that we can reach out just as doing these podcasts um, to help truck drivers too. Sharon, this has been fascinating. Thank you so much for sitting with us on the show and continued good luck for the Stop Your Job from Killing You series. Thanks so much, Jeff, and really appreciated chatting with you today. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore I-L, and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. All of these links will be available in the show notes. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. 
I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.